Yo. What's up? Okay. Hey, let me do my intro. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Chaos Therapy. I'm Layton Jordan, and this is season three. Uh, I'm stretching. I guess every quote-unquote season to just be 50 episodes. Okay. And boy, did I fuck up season two. Like, I did two number 40s. Like, it's, like, I didn't start labeling, like, which numbers were which fucking episode, and it, it, it messed it up a lot. But I, I have Kate back. Big sis, how you doing on this wonderful Sunday? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, I, I had to, to take a moment to realize today was, in fact, Sunday and not Saturday. I am so disorganized at the moment. I'm, I'm getting ready for a big move, so packing mm. up my house and trying to get prepped before the movers show up. That is, yeah, you're, you're heading to the eastern time zone for the first time in a while. Yeah, ever since, um, shit, I think the last time I was on the east coast was uh, Brooklyn, 2000 and, uh, yeah, to it, 2008. It, geez, that is impressive. Right? Just to be in that, like, to just be on a, that, bro, that's going to be such a weird switch, like, because, I don't know. That that just seems uh, not massive in a bad way, but just like, bro, that's such a culture shift to go from the Pacific Northwest to Northern North Michigan. Uh, well, we're not Northern Northern. We're not like a, like, we're not in the Ute. We're not in the Upper Peninsula. Um, you know, we're, we're in Traverse City. So, um, yeah, we're, we're Western still... Michigan? Uh, kind of. If you, if you look at the, at the mitt on your hand, we're like between the, the ring finger and the the middle finger, right? So if you hold up your right hands, palm facing up, that's the state of Michigan, basically. Yeah. So hold on a second, Traverse City map, because that is looking at this fucking map of Michigan. I've looked at more Michigan stuff than I've ever looked in my entire life. <laughs> Being from Ohio, we don't give a damn for the whole state of Michigan. It's a song. Um. Oh yeah, dude. You're that's still north. Get the fuck out of here. You're north north. Like there's more north to the northness, but like you're Liverpool and be like, oh no, we're not Scotland. Like whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you're past ain't. Grand Rapids, like in a real major way. Yeah, fuck Grand Rapids. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've been there before. I went there. I went funny story in a in a Oh my gosh! I've, the funny thing about my fuck, like I'm not told so many stories that I could have told, like not c- just because I just haven't yet, but like me going to the Navy and then me leaving the Navy are two totally separate stories. I didn't realize that you had enlisted. Oh yeah, that is a story. Um, oh, man, just a synopsis. Basically, I met a girl on Facebook. Uh, she lived in Nebraska. I went out to visit her. It was a disaster coming home because I got a flat ass tire and I had 12 bucks worth of gas to make it from Indianapolis, Indiana to Columbus, Ohio. And this is back in like 07. No, this is 06 when gas was still like fairly cheap. And I was in a Honda. Um, what else? Yeah. Gas and is I, cheap now. Stop being poor. No, whatever. No, I mean, cheap for everybody. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, hold on. I, every t- I can fill up my tank anytime I want and not be hurting. I'm so glad that I can say that now. Uh, but yeah, and the second time I went back, 
like my car and like both my tires just fucking on the right side went kaputs. So I, I was like stuck in in fucking Sioux City, which is the closest city to I, her college. Gotcha. I'm Sioux familiar. City, Iowa. Yeah, Sioux City. You're familiar with Sioux City, Iowa? Yeah, I've driven all across the country, backwards and forwards, multiple times. Jesus Christ. My so quick side note, my mm-hmm. ex-husband, uh, my husband, um, hated flying. Um, so we were living in Montana at the time and we're both from South Florida. So every oh, time that we dude. needed to go back and visit, he refused to fly. So we drove four days each way. And he had a convenient way of falling asleep in the car constantly. So it was just me driving the whole way, which is fine. Cause, cause we made it there in like three days with some time to spare. Cause I, I drive it like I fucking stole it. Um, hashtag white privilege. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's uh, insane. So I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of smaller cities that are uh, like alongside the highways, basically all throughout the Midwest and the North, even the, uh, the Southwest. And I've driven across most interstates, uh, a few times. Okay. So I've never, yeah, most of my major driving has been between, um, like the East, like Columbus, and I think the furthest past the uh, Mississippi I went was fucking El pa- to El Paso. That's crazy, dude. That's super fucking crazy. Like not in a bad way, just but like yeah. Anyway, so I'm stuck in Iowa, and it's Martin Luther King Day, and I was like, I'm like I'm not gonna freeze to death here. Fuck this shit. <laughs> so I was like, I went into uh, the recruiting. And the army door was locked and the navy door was open. And that's how I ended up in the navy. <laughs> and I, that right. was God protecting me like this motherfucking idiot. Oh God. And that's it. That's God, that's all God's just full on protection. Um, but so well, I wanted to and I, I wanted to have you on last night because we had Sean uh Sean here, but like you've been on the internet for a while. Like I would call you an internet veteran. Uh yeah, since nineteen ninety-four. Right. Um, I've, I've grown kind of disillusioned with meme culture just in, just because they've, they haven't evolved to better. They've just gotten dumber. Like I hate non-contextualized jokes. Like I hate when people just like, I hate, I hate non-clever too. So when it's not clever and it's not contextualized and it's made lazily, like I, I, it really it 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 chaps my butt. I I would argue that you don't like being on the out group of highly contextualized memes. Um, memes have been around since the internet has been around. We had memes back on IRC and ICQ days. There were memes that were around in the late nineties, early two thousands. We didn't have the language to academically codify them as as memes. Um, they certainly haven't evolved to the state that they have now, but the most con- the most contemporary evolution of memology and memetic communication um, is highly nuanced. There's multiple layers to a lot of the memes that you see, right? Um, yeah. Some of them require an extensive knowledge of of history and pop culture, understanding of individual memes just for one panel of it. Um, and then you have like the stylized, like, are we a vaporware meme? Are we like, you know, the skull holding a gun with a Punisher logo with some yeah. stupid bullshit to like, 
like making fun of the own the libs conservative humology. They are uh, to me like hippies are to Carmen. Oh yeah, uh, the, those are the memes that I'm talking about. The 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 right the con- conservatism, the the general conservative populace doesn't know how to meme properly. But if you go to the conservative trenches of like eight chan, right? Um, their meme game is on point um, because those are digital natives. Those 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 are first and second generation digital native citizens mm-hmm. um and a lot of these kids grew up in a time right where they just they they never had a life that wasn't connected to the internet and there's a lot of those kids now that didn't that never grew up without social media which is insane to me right like, like, like these are kids that had access to social media in elementary school right um so to to say like that they're that the memes that they share or distribute one you're typically not privy to them if you're on facebook you're not truly seeing where the memes are coming from because facebook is where the fucking boomers and elder millennials hang out mm. so if you what for for when i hear you say oh well they don't have meme game where these memes are so stupid it's like yeah you're you're looking at the general populace the rated e for everyone memes yeah, you're not true. seeing the the ma you know, or NC-17 plus memes that are going on in the real underbelly of the internet. You're just scratching the surface, bro. I, I, okay. So it's like, hey, man, steaks in this town suck. Are you going to the right steakhouse? Oh, right. Another, okay, that makes sense. Because, yeah, you mean there's a place other than Outback? Like, yeah, bro, there's lots of really great steakhouses like, in this bitch. Get the fuck out of here. But I, it's, I think also with, with I follow a lot of and I love tag groups. Those are the greatest. I follow a lot, a lot of tag groups that dunk on conservatives and their stupid memeing abilities. And so that's the diet that I'm being fed. Right. And it's just like, bro, like, and I created a tag group called The Right Can't Comedy because just like you see it. And then I have conservative friends like, bro, this isn't even a, like, this is not a funny joke. This is not a good, like, you're not dumping on anyone. You're just showing you don't understand shit. Like, and you're doing it loudly for no fucking reason. For free <laughs> on Blair Underwood's in, uh, internet. Like, why? <laughs> right. Like, oh, no, well, and it's like, oh, so all these celebrities uh, can go to the Emmys and not have to be, have not have to wear a mask. Then clearly, Something, something leads to the Nazis. Like, bro, one, you don't give a fuck about Jewish people. Like, you probably would have sided with the Nazis and then, like, and and the did it fucking gladly. And two, that's not the same. Like, you're comparing apples to oranges in a situation to where you're either you're dumb or you know your audience is dumb and you're just planning it. Right. It, I don't. Where does it like I don't like and Sean talked about this thing like with conservatism, they can never be wrong. Their way is the right way, and that's it. And I think with comedy, there has to be some level of self-deprecation. It's it's not that they can never be wrong, it's just that they don't care about being right. That there there there's there's a difference, right? Like anyone who's ever dated an actual fucking narcissist knows that they'll like move the goalposts. And they'll try to do all kinds of mental gymnastics to make it so that they are never objectively incorrect. Because otherwise, I don't know, their ego might die and they may experience a real human moment for a fucking instant. 
But when you're talking about conservative, conservative politics and conservative speaking points, being right is never the fucking point. The whole point is to make you the person who is on the other end, on the receiving end, right, of, of their nonsense. Mm-hmm. Their, their whole point is to make you either seem irrational or emotional. Uh, they're also not trying to talk to you. They're trying to talk to every other person who's observing the exchange. Yeah, They're trying to recruit the sleeper agents, the people who haven't awoken to their ideologies through using your communication or your thread or some public internet forum as the means of doing that. So you have to really understand what their game plan is and fuck up their game plan. Yeah, and I, and I, that's one thing that I do not like in political discord and a lot of stuff like when they're playing to the crowd. Like, because then you can't have a real conversation. You can have a lot of real conversations with people, even if you disagree with them. But like the the moments of oh, well, I'm just going to say this because it seems like a, a good dump now. But like, bro, like that's you're I I don't like the outward clout chasing in a conversation to where there's where there could be real progress. If we're just shooting a shit about who has better donuts, Duncan or Tim Hortons, all right, cool, do what you do. But if we're talking about something that is objectively important and is not even just a hot button topic, but something that's systematic, and you're just throwing out the the stupid whataboutisms there's like oh i can't talk to you but and then you, i do get violent like i'm gonna punch uh, you in the face right and then you've already lost the battle but also when you say something is objectively important is it objectively important to both parties or is it just objectively important to you that makes sense i think if they care enough to make a, a bad meme about trans people going into the bathrooms then I think it's it's clearly something that's important that we have to fucking have a conversation about. But but okay, that's the thing. I'm I'm a trans person, and I can tell you 100. percent They don't care about that issue. They oh yeah, don't. I know that. The, the the amount of of conservative people that I've just shared a restroom with by happenstance of me just being out in public and needing to take a piss and going into a restroom, they truly could not care less about this issue. What they care about is reaching the people who feel some type of way about trans people and then hooking them into their radical fundamentalist authoritarian ideologies. So when, so it's not that they care about trans people enough to make a meme. They don't. This is a recruitment. And they're not trying to recruit boomers because they're about to fucking die and literally nobody but boomers gives a shit about boomers. They're trying to reach out to younger generations who either don't have the emotional development or intellectual understanding to realize that this is propaganda that they're consuming. So as long as you keep it within that frame, you're going to be able to move a lot better through those spaces and navigate those conversations a lot better. Yeah. And I think too, like this, the unfunny, like edgelord, like it's, and I, I feel with that situation, just like, I get what you're trying to do, but do you understand why you're doing it? Like what to, I don't know, maybe just how my mind works. Something has to have a reason. Like at, at, at some point, like there has to be a reason of why you're posting this meme or why you're saying these things. And I, I maybe just, I, I've never been the type of person just be a shit poster. 
I may say something that's irreverent, but what I'm talking about is something that I truly care about or have had at least, yeah, something I truly care about and not enough to maybe get into a long debate, but enough to discuss it. And I feel like so many people are ha- used to just having conversations just through text that like real world, like not even just face to face, but voice to voice conversations are bad at. Sure. I mean, it, they're, they're different. There are different levels of communication that are occurring, right? When you have text only communication versus visual communication versus voice. Like yeah. if we're in person, we mm. have a myriad of things to pick up on. We mm. have not only um, facial expressions, all the nonverbal forms of communication, your body language, your intonation, how mm. are people that are around us reacting and responding to what's being said. There are, are all of these just v- highly variable and dynamic things that aren't uh, explicitly, objectively communicated um, or overtly communicated, I, I, I should say. Mm-hmm that we can pick up on. And then uh, if we're on the phone, right now, now we're losing a significant part of our, our, our communication skills. Now we're just having to deal with the words that I'm saying and the tone in which I'm saying it. Right. And then over text, which is how a lot of these communications happen, we literally only have, have our word choice. Yeah. We can't pick up on intonation. We can't pick up on all those things. So there's, so keep in mind from your side too, right there, there are, I think, like six different dimensions to, to communication between two parties. There's how I perceive me, there's how I perceive you, and there's how I perceive you perceiving me, and then vice mm. versa. And when you're limiting that to only text, um, yeah. you know, we, we tend to get like these horse blinders on. So my recommendation, my advice to you would be to try to keep that mental framework in mind when you're having these conversations. Also, not for nothing. These conservative edgelords that shit posts on the internet for fun to mm-hmm. own the libs or for the lulls, they're the 14 year olds that hung out at the mall by the hot topic. You feel me? They don't yeah, know they're, why they're doing what they're doing. They're doing it because it's a fucking aesthetic and they have this need to rebel against the perceived status quo. They, they listen to Lincoln Park and they're full of angst is basically what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I can see that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just no, I no, no, no. That's that. That's pretty much all that I like had to to end on is that they are the now. Granted, they could be 67 and taking horse pace and crying while shitting themselves to death, or they could be actual 14 year olds. The emotionally, they're mm-hmm. the 14 year old hanging out at Hot Topic. So you have to treat them as such until they give you um, a reason to treat them like an adult. Yeah, and I think too with that also comes to like a- aesthetic, uh, and I think that's where you get into culture vulturing, and not even just racial culture or or anything else, but just like I I don't we come from a time to where people were very passionate about things, and they spent years and years researching it like if you and like and especially in our analog era if you wanted to learn about the old west you had to go and venture out to learn about it that information just wasn't there if you wanted to learn about marine biology for the most part especially because most people didn't have fast enough internet or even internet at all you had to go to the library and look up books like okay cool like you have to do research into something and that and i felt 
like I said, hopefully this isn't old man yelling at clown. Like I felt people actually didn't switch waves all the fucking time. Like I love the vaporwave, synthwave, um, outrun aesthetic because I love futuristic shit. I really love um, Blade Runner. I really love Dune. Like all these movies that give us not even maybe even a dystopian future, but a future that we can aspire to. Like that shit is to me is super dope but you have to watch hours and hours of movies read different magazines like and go to and try to and actually find because you can just google something you actually have to know what site you're going to bro do you know how in trouble i got looking for orgies the band orgies website (laughs) and putting in orgy.com like a fucking idiot and sure. I explained to my uncle, like, no, no, the band's name's Orgy. He's like, oh, this is not helping. Like, we were not searching porn. <laughs> like, oh, I just wanted, I just wanted Quentin to hear this super dope song, and MTV wasn't playing it. Like, so there is that exact same experience that's happening right now, just mm. on kind of the, um, the the more the the non-public internet. Everything that I've observed from you has mm-hmm. happened on the public internet. This right. is, you know, I just, I want to go to Facebook. I type in Facebook on Google. It gives me the URL. I click on it. Cool. I'm there on the site. Right. So you have to understand that a lot of the real conversations that the right wing is happening, that that is, is having, that's happening, is happening on tour sites. Yeah. And tour sites, you have to find some obscure, random, public facing internet. Um, you know, forum that's heavily moderated, heavy lockdown. They they control who it, it can and cannot see it. That then right. points to uh, a tour onion, and then you have to have all of the technical know how how to navigate to that tour onion, and then that has its own subculture with heavily moderation. So when what we pers- what a lot of of leftists and liberals perceive is happening on like point zero zero five percent of the actual space for these discussions. And that's why it always seems like when a new wave of memes hits, that it seems like a unified attack. It's because like they actually carefully plan out how they're going to conduct their, their propaganda on, you know, on these, on these tour sites. Uh, It's it's a big problem. Um, So that's horrible. That's kind of, so by the time, so it's not the Popeye chicken sandwich, by the time we get to it, it's the McDonald's chicken sandwich. Right. Like, right. it's been so washed over and cured and probably put on there. Like, it slipped out. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I also, like, bro, I don't want to go, I don't want to do and have that much effort to go find racist people. Nor, nor should you. And also, you never have to worry. Racist people are like vegans. They will announce themselves to the world. You never have to ask right. someone where their beliefs are. They will, they will let it be known to you. Um, Right. So, so I don't seek out racists unless you're doing counterinsurgency. Um, I'm or... pulling teeth out. There's no counter. Yo, you'll see me coming, nigga. Unless it's at night, then you won't, which works to my advantage. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, like, like there's, there's a, there's a reason for those of us on the left to infiltrate these sites, right? To mm-hmm. have our own sock puppet accounts, um, to investigate their spaces. So it's so that we could sort of serve as like a vaccine. Right. right. If 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 I if I get wind of a new thing, I I post and I say, "Hey guys, you might see information about this. Here's what's really going on." It's why like all like the super straight stuff mm-hmm. that that originated. Yeah. 
right? And it's like, oh, like, why is it that, you know, on Sunday we went to bed and then on Monday, Super Straight was everywhere. Well, you I was a, that out. SS right, for that, Nazi that, shit. Right. It started, it started like as just like a right wing, like shit posting meme there, but it's also part of a wider orchestrated um, cyber warfare. And that's exactly what this is. You and I are in the middle of a war and a lot of people really don't understand that it's been going on for the past 15 years and it's cyber warfare and it's invisible. Um, and we've been at cyber war with Russia for over 25 years and we're having our own cyber civil war right now. Mm. And we're deep in it. We're, we're, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're in the thick of this fucking war. Um, and it's a civil war and it's been waging for over a decade now. I, I think, and I think that's one of those things where it's like, if you don't have the personal, like, if you don't have, if you're, if you're not built for this type of shit to like stop it, you're going to see a lot of issues. Like it gets really deep and really fucking dark and like mad racist. And I think a lot of people don't understand how super fucking racist it gets. I can to a point just because when I was a kid, my dad prepared me for the most like he because he grew he was a late boomer. So he grew up in a time where he was the first of his uh, class, like first person in his family to go to desegregated schools. Wow. So in Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi in the 60s. Like, I don't think it would have been worse for him unless he was literally sleeping outside of Hitler's door in 1938. Like, the amount of racist bullshit that he had to go through and that he's experienced through life, yeah, I, I can't even, uh, I can't imagine it, but I can't imagine going through that. So I got the overcorrected, hey, you're going to school to learn. These white folk may not like you. They may not even want to be your friend. I'm not saying that they're all bad, but I'm saying just when anything happens, white folk gonna be white. I've heard that my yep. entire life. Like, and again, like my and my grandfather was a civil rights activist, so he knew like, yeah, I, I keep these crackers at an arm's length. Like, and I can't, and I can't hit them with, the, oh, it's not like that now. Like, no, nah, it's it's gonna be like that. Just wait. It it right it and it is like that now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I. I see a lot of that working in my white uh, spaces as well. Like trying to do, trying to do any kind of civil rights a- a- like advocacy as a white person, trying to get other white people to wake the fuck up. One, like that's that's my responsibility, so that my my black friends don't have to constantly bear the burden burden of educating other white people. Mm. I'm I'm here to run interference for y'all, right? In this fight, that that's that's my goal, um, <laughs> and it is. Uh, it's it's exhausting white people never (laughs) educating white people is is impossible and even if they seem nice um you can't trust these white motherfuckers like i don't i i don't i don't trust them as far as i could throw them um and i will always even if they seem like they're like legit and on the level like i always kind of keep like one eye like side eye on them just waiting for them to to slip and it's not that I, I deny them the ability to be fallible, to be human, and to be learning. But there are a lot of people that are chameleons. They're, yeah. they're racist that are just, they know that the game now is, I can't be overtly racist. I got I to gotta say the right things. I got to do the, the, the right social pantomimes. But the second that like an authoritarian were to come into power, 
you know these shady white motherfuckers would be on their side, like just like flipping a switch immediately. So those are the motherfuckers that I'm trying to keep an eye out for. Um, and, I get that. And y'all, like you know, I I I fully agree with your folks. Keep these white people at arm's length. Uh, keep me at arm's length and hold me accountable if I ever fuck up. Um, please do. Um, you know. So I think it's just one of those things to to where I I people watch and I watch for inconsistencies. And a lot of because my dad says like always watch people like learn their motivations. Once you learn their motivations, you can figure out exactly what they're gonna do. And it's like and it happens every time, like and because I always watch for inconsistencies, not that I don't trust people, just like I watch for things that say if I know you like, I don't know, bunt cake. Like <laughs> that allows me to be a better friend to know that you like bunt cake. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it's like, all right, bet she likes bunt cake. But in watching this, like what she does like, okay, how does she talk about these issues? What does she act like when these issues come up? All right, cool. I got you. And I think with that, it allows a, some it allows people to it allows me to really try to see people for who they are and love them just as that. And that way there's no there's no negative surprises. Oh, I forgot to say so last week. I went out with a homeboy. And I think I might have told you about this. I don't know. I know, I know it's on Mike. I went out with my homeboy. It was his ex's birthday. Do not know why this nigga invited me, but that's my homie. So I, I went. Sure. And we're at this bar. And there, and before we were at this one restaurant bar, and then we're going to another one next door. And there's this chick wearing an Ohio State shirt, kind of heavy set, but like wearing like the Oh, high yeah. Rise. You 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 told me a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking. And me and my boy, we've done dirt together and everything. I was like, bro, this bitch is the feds. <laughs> I was like, he's like, how do you know? I was like, bro, she's taking pictures of just random motherfuckers with a digital camera. Like, into, like and this is why it sticks out. She like, not, not, fuck- not her phone? No. Like an actual it, digital camera? She had an iPhone. It looked no later than an 11 or a 12. At the latest, an X like she had an iPhone. I know iPhones take good pictures, but like, and it was just weird, bro. Just sitting back, I'm not letting her take any straight pictures of me at all. Like, at fuck this, but um, everyone she just holds up the camera and motherfuckers are just jumping over themselves getting this. They don't know who this bitch is. They don't know mm-hmm. what she's doing with these pictures. They're just lining up, and it's obviously younger kids. That, like we're, it's nah, that that that's sus super like i don't know her she's like oh no she's here i think that one of these guys is a boyfriend i was like and you the think group we were at, yeah, bro the my dude was trying to play this down like no this bitch is a fucking feds like he's like no well she what if she, it's like she's not like bro she's here for somebody she's she's documenting something who just walks around other than my mom but she's 50 something and her camera on her phone sucks i'll give her that like she's walking around taking pictures of people she doesn't know, doesn't even introduce herself to say hi, has a phone in her hand and no one's just saying shit. I was like, y'all, I'm out. Like, I kind of just snuck. I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And I even told her, I was like, bro, this, like, that's super suspect. Like, why? Like, that's that's not a thing that happens normally, but yet we're just acting like this is a cool thing. And it, and it really, not surprised, we were just like, yo, are these people just really just happily taking pictures? With this shit, like they don't like for like 
you don't know what she's doing. She can be plugging into all sorts of databases. You don't fucking know. Like, and I was like, damn, me and you have, I was, we, me and you have done legal shit. We should be super paying attention to this shit. I was like, yo, we need to leave this club now. It's like, no, it's my ex's birthday. And like, bro, it's her, his ex who I've met. Weirdly enough, it was a birthday and she celebrated and she was hanging out with me and Dan on my birthday and her dude and like some motherfucker with a mullet and two other girls that were like, I wasn't trying to fuck with heavy, especially after learning like they're just gladly taking pictures with this fatty bitch. Like, and it was and it was where I was like, bro, we need to leave. It's like, well, it's her birthday. We'll do what she wants. And I was like, this is why I hate parties thrown by girls for the most part, because as a dude, whenever we're throwing parties, we try to keep it at least even that way. If people want to couple up, they can. Sure. Like when girls throw parties and I'm from I'm what, 34 now, 16 years of fucking experience from 18 to now, they invite maybe at most five other girls that they're right. all cool with. Two of which will be fucking like booed up heavy. Right. And other three will just be on some cock block shit or just unfucking available. And so, it, but they invite a bunch of guys. So it's every dude that she's cool with and thinks he's going to try to, you know, get it in. But it's like five, six girls, 15, 16 guys. And she's like, why didn't everybody dance? I was like, bitch, it's all niggas here. Like, I'm thoroughly pissed off that you invited me to this shit. Like, yo, I'm out. I'm like, why are you leaving? It's all dudes. You didn't come for me? No, like I did. I came to say hi, but like I'm here to get on some ass. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're fucking this up. But I was, I was like, bro, I'm never, I'm never going to a party thrown by unless it's like a relative. I'm never going to a party thrown by a girl again. Well, you could, you could always be like, who all gonna be there? And then, what you know, if if, if you get, if you get the roster, uh, you know, you know, like that's 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 never a good thing. Because but again, we ask who all will be there, and we won't know. And it's just a bunch you and a bunch of dudes who want to crack out these chicks. And it's like I'm not getting with this feeding frenzy. Like I'm not. And she, the girl's always gonna be uber fucking drunk and uncontrollable. I hate super drunk women. I do because you're a liability. Someone's sure. Say something to you, and your whole mood's gonna switch, and you're gonna start laughing, or you're gonna want to fight every fucking body. Nah, nope. I'm out. I'm not doing it. I'm I'm not doing that shit. It needs to be fucking even. Look, you need to understand that if I ever invite you over, it's because I'm cooking. And That's my right. purpose yeah, we're dogs. My my purpose is to feed people when I invite them over for a party. I because yeah. I, I will never throw a party where I'm not cooking because the purpose is to A, you know, make sure that 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 my food game is on point the way that I think that it is. And B, stunt on all my friends by how good of a fucking cook I am and how nice my house is. Um, That's fine. That's a cooking engagement. Not, hey, I'm throwing a party. We got a keg and some jungle juice. That's different. You're having an adult gathering, a get together of sorts, not a, hey, we're trying to rage tonight. No, I'm not coming. Rage. Don't ask me. Sir, if I have more than three glasses of wine, it's a three-day recovery process. There, There is no keg involved. I, I got arthritis in my hip. I can't do no keg stand. Who is th- who in their 30s is throwing that kind of party? You need people. to you need to cut those people out your damn life because they do not have their shit together. They are still stuck 
a decade and a half ago trying to fight against their own mortality, trying to be like, no, but like, I'm, I'm still fun. I'm still young. I'm not getting old. No, bitch, you is. You need to, you need to have a retinal cream and be in bed by 930 tops. There is no reason for someone in their mid thirties to be throwing those kinds of parties. They do not yeah, have I'm their sorry, life together. The funny thing is though, and this is, I'm glad you brought this up. It really feels like me, me, my life has changed very little from 34 to 24 in the sense of all of my friends that I'm cool with and everything, we can still go out and go to bars and go to clubs and stuff like that. Like we're still doing the same type of, we may not stay out as long, but we're still doing the same type of shit that we were at 24 and 23 and 24 going into 25. Like the, the, the club culture, probably just because I also because most of my friends are in the club scene and they still are active in it. Like there's a festival going on now called Lost Lands. It's basically just dubstep and some dirty house out in the boonies uh, way east of Columbus. It's dope. I have a bunch of friends that are performing, I have a bunch of friends that uh, help put it together. It's cool. They're all in their fucking 30s, like late 30s, like the organizers, everybody, all the people that got super hyped to go, all the people that got fucking outfits and shit that they wear to uh, festival shit. They're all in their late, either late, late 20s or 30s. And it's like, I'm looking around, I was like, bro, like we're still doing all like m- bottomless mimosa brunches and shit like that. We have, we're not, we, us at 34 and our parents at 34 are completely different. I'll say that. We still have close friends group friend groups of people who don't have kids. Sure. And people who aren't married. Like by 34, my parents had been moved to Pickerington. Like, yeah, 34, so it have been 1997, 98. So yeah, like I'll go for my mom. So 98. We had moved our house. They had two cars, mortgage. They're in their career for 10 years at that point. My dad had switched jobs to Big Lots um, uh, corporate in like 95. So it's like, and all of their friends that they hung out with were parents. Like, hey, if we were doing anything, it was literally like a gathering. So there's going to be some music, but mostly there's a fight or a big game, something. Now, when I look around at all of my friends, it was like, none of us are in that stage like there's some of us that have houses and i think it's just done because that was just it was probably just cheaper than than renting but most of my friends are in apartments and going from apartment to apartment that's how it's kind of just been sure like we haven't we've matured but i don't think we've grown up at all well, you, there are other generational implications there right. too, right? Because like a lot of us, you know, we were coming of age, either just coming out of, of college or just about to graduate college, or maybe we were in the middle of our college careers <clears throat> when the original fucking recession hit, Facts. Um, right? So, you know, and then we got all this bullshit with, with, with student loans and then bankruptcy laws changed in 2010 and... Like, so it, it made it a lot more difficult. So in addition to a slow economic recovery and saddled with all the debt, our economic trajectories, unless we're very, very fortunate, um, look a lot different than the economic trajectories of, of our parents and their parents and everyone before them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also we have a lot more liberty 
in the terms of autonomy that our parents didn't have. Right. So a lot, a lot of our, our moms and grandmas, if they did uh, pursue anything beyond a high school education, it was to get their MRS degree. Mm. They were there to find a husband. And, and you, know, you had and, me for a second. I'm like, what the? Oh, yeah. <laughs> OK, my bad. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Wait, like, like, like they went to college to, to get there to, to, to find a husband to lock down you know, something because they, they didn't have that freedom. Shit. Women couldn't even open up their own bank account by themselves until the late seventies. Like that, like, like that is insane to think about how, how close, you know, how, how not, how not far, uh, how, how not far back ago that was. So, you know, the the landscape was a lot different then versus now so and and that has its own problems and implications right and and we've discussed that in previous podcasts about Mm -hmm. um hyper independence the i don't need nobody um i can't remember a phone conversation i can't tell the difference honestly our conversations conversations. we have amazing conversations i can't ever uh uh recall necessarily uh whether we have them on podcast or over the phone but yeah, but like so, so all of those things kind of uh, come together to create this this landscape that we exist in, um, and it, it's absolutely it's absolutely different. But I think our generation is a lot more in tune with finding our our tribe, finding those people that resonate on the same frequency that we do. Um, it's why you see a lot of millennial parents, you know, complain about their friend group breaking up. Um, either a bunch of their friends all get pregnant and all have kids, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple like, you know, outliers, right, that don't. But then all of the child-free people tend to stick together um, because we share the same life trajectory. We have mm-hmm. the same goals and values. And it's not that I don't love my friends that have kids. God bless them. We're still super close. My best friend's got a kid. Love her to death. She's still my best friend. Um, but just our our lives are different. Yeah. You know, she's, she's out running to daycare. I'm trying to to hustle and, and make my paper. We just it's, it's not the same. Um, so I, I get what you're saying, and I think a lot of it too. It comes to connection. Like we are now able to have connections to our past. So the people that you may have let, like a generation ago, after you left high school and after you left college, unless you lived in that same town, you very rarely saw a lot of the people that you grew up with. And mm-hmm. so you had, and then, and a lot of times those people, you knew they were ready-made friendships, right? The, the people in your neighborhood that you went to school with, they, they placed you there. You grew up in this area. So you knew like you're an East side nigga. So you knew other East side niggas because that's where the fuck you live. Then like case in point, my mom, my mom and my dad, my dad grew up in Oxford, Mississippi, which is in Northern Mississippi. My mom grew up in Cleveland, which is Northern Ohio. He went to Southern Miss, which is in Hattiesburg. So we went to college in Southern Mississippi. That's far, super far from my. So sorry for him. Yeah. Ah, well, Southern. Yeah, yeah. It's still. I. Whatever. You're right. Um, Cincinnati, and then my mom went to Cincinnati, which is Southern Ohio. They make those those friend groups, and then they both moved to Columbus. And before social media, you had to literally wait till reunions to see these people. And that was a wild shit because I remember going to my 10 year reunion in 2015. We all, there was no, hey, what do you get? Like, there's very few, unless you weren't friends with these people, 
like if we weren't friends on Facebook and I went to high school with you, then we aren't cool. Like you're either not on Facebook or we are beefing. Either I mean uh, at the latest, at the most beefing and not just not cool, and that's it. And and I think with social media, it allows you to plug into those people who knew you then, and you have those same conversations and those same uh, memories. Like, oh, remember when you did this in '01? Like, oh, bro, remember we did this shit in college? And and so our parents didn't have that. And I think a lot of times because most people aren't just really good at making friends and or most of your friends are going to be people that you work with, maybe, hopefully your friends are people that you work with. Mm-hmm. But just going out like, hey, I'm going to go join a bowling club or whatever. That just wasn't a thing. And so because our lives are now more digital and we're able to reach back, you can find that friend that you knew in elementary school and keep him in. It's like in and still have that friendship. Ooh, sure. Uh, my friend Ashley Hardy. I've known her since I was two years old. I remember, uh, yeah, we met in daycare. White girl. She had a mushroom cut because it was the eighties. Um, <laughs> oh, she sure looked like Tootie. Like we just, oh, man, she <laughs> found a picture of us in daycare. Oh, yeah, I'm smiling like I usually do because I'm that dude, and she's sitting there with a mushroom cut, the mushroom bowl cut. Bro, if your parents didn't give you the bowl cut, they clearly did not love you enough. <laughs> like, we need our kid to blend in. This is a bunch of tiny penises just walking around. Oh, man. Well, but- that, was, that, that, that was for security. There were a lot of kidnappings, right, in the <laughs> yeah. 80s. So yeah, it was. It, it does help. Like, hey, my kid has a bowl cut. Ooh, yeesh. That's, uh, that's a lot of them. No, it was it just like a, a gaggle of ducklings that all look alike. It was, it was hard for, for the predator to find the pretty one in the group. Yeah, like if you it, also don't it, want to give them a smorgasbord, like oh shit, it's all of my favorite flavors. Mm, just, just an, just an all you can rape buffet. Just like, like snatching them up like Skittles. No, but it's it, it. But we ended up going to high school together. Now we end up going to elementary school together, and that's dope. And we end up going to high school together. And until, like I say, if it wasn't for Facebook, we we wouldn't have had that type of uh, uh, to be able to curate the type of friendship. And I think. With social media, because you see certain people every day and you might like or comment, that has substituted, that has been our substitute for calling them up. Like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Like, there's people that I've known for decades, 20 plus years for the most part. And we, I don't think I've DM'd them once or just like, hey man, just second, congratulations. Like, there's, I don't need to be like, hey, what's going on? I know what's going on. You're posting what's going on. You got a new job. Like, well, that's but keep in mind, uh, 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 the lives that we live on social media are heavily curated versions of our actual lives. But it's that's still why, it. for the most part, if assuming that people don't have their social media locked down, like I, 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 like my social media is super segmented. I have shit that is hardcore leftist that sometimes I might. I mean, I, I haven't posted a lot of that content recently, but right. you know, I, I have my Facebook feed where I know, like, hey, I'm trying to reach out to my audience is already in kind of this inside group. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, to cause a fight. I'm not trying to get anybody zucked. So that's a segmented thing. So a lot of the, the randos that are on my feed will never see that content from me. But that doesn't mean that it's not an integral part of my life. So right. unless you, unless we interact on a regular basis, you know, you may not know about that, those ongoings in my life. Like, uh, like I'm, I'm about to do, a post when I close on on the house about you know this next milestone, but 
really only a handful of people know that I, you know, I, I bought a house in, in Michigan and I'm on, I'm on my way to move. Um, yeah. So that includes family that yeah. I got, I got relatives that don't know what the fuck's going on in my life. Um, oh yeah. I definitely have family. Like I have aunts, certain aunts that I'm like, we're not I, my aunt, my grandmother, uh, my mom like no we're not being friends with facebook like nope mm-mm, no not doing it i like to keep this at a professional relationship and i love <laughs> these people dearly like but my aunt Vern, um my sherry rest in peace i mean i guess she sees everything now she's in heaven um my aunt angie uh my aunt veronica like all my uncles hey they know this flagrancy but a lot of my aunts <laughs> not doing it like i'm not adding my grandmother like you had like and my grandma was like you gonna have me on Facebook? No, I need you to love me. I don't need you to see <laughs> like I post shit, I post things to literally make you, Shane, Travis, um, Mike. Like there's probably like ten people who I'm truly posting for to just see who I can get a rise out of and sure. that consistently respond. And then one time when I posted about marriage being a scam, my homeboy's wife. So I was like, oh, so we got, and I was at their wedding. I was not, or yeah, I was at their wedding in reception. I was like, hey, I'm so glad you guys found each other. I'm so happy that you guys got married and everything. And so I was like, oh, fuck. She felt some sort of way. I was like, uh, and I was like, I had to apologize because that's my homie. I can, we get, I was like, I don't want to cause any rift between my homeboy and his wife thinking like, oh, so your friend came to celebrate our wedding, but he thinks marriage is a scam. Like, no, that is not what I meant. Like, I'm going off of my failed marriage for me being an asshole. Please do not judge Beachy by me. No, also that that's bullshit. Like, uh, I've I've gone to um I, I I've gone to friends, you know, religious ceremonies. Mm-hmm. I think religion is categorically bullshit. That doesn't mean I'm not going to be there to celebrate my friend in a moment that's important to them. Okay. You may think that that marriage itself is a scam and is bullshit. That doesn't mean you're not going to stand up for your friend on a day that's important to him. Yeah. You know, like we don't have to have homogenous beliefs and ideals um you and i think very differently on 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 some some issues but and that's okay i i like those relationships i cultivate that relationships i i that helps me grow as a person if we all are already on the same vibe and wavelength one that's boring as fuck i'm I you know I'm a bitch and bitches love drama so <laughs> that, that, that yeah. that's number one but like you know number two you know it's being able to to demonstrate that I'm still going to be here for you on stuff that's important to you is a massive part of a, of a friendship um so yeah and I think I like just how it read and just I'm because t- my thing is I I've grown up not being understood. And I've and I've learned that a lot of me not being understood was just how I may have said things, and I may I may mean well, and I want my intent to be to 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 be shown, but I also don't want to alienate people that I'm not trying to alienate. Like I realize, like if I'm shooting with a fucking minigun, it may hit my target, and it may hit the little girl like a hundred yards away because I was just fucking spraying shit, and like that's what I wanted. I wanted to just like like let me. Let me add in context so I can you we can further understand what sure. I'm talking about. Even if we don't agree, you at least fully know how I got to where I got to. And that comes from coming from a family of scholars. And to where if you don't know your shit, we're gonna call you out on it and you're gonna get made fun of for sounding like a dumbass. And so sure. and like if you ever were to and which hopefully you will be, were around my family and I like and listen to us debate about something. 
we legit break stuff down in a way to where I'm so glad I'm having this conversation. It's like, okay, this is what you mean. This is, this is the history of it. Um, and this is how you got to this conclusion. It's like showing your work. Nice. Yeah, that dude, that's my, like, everyone in my family can debate. Bunch of master debaters in, in so, the Jordan house. Bro, and great storytellers. Like, my mom and dad tell the best stories, and my uncle, Baby D. Like, they're, like, some of the best tours of my entire, and that's how I learned my story, my storytelling ability. You gotta give them something to really tie them in. Like, you have 30 seconds if you're telling a story to engage them. And then after that, if they're not engaged after, like, but you want to make sure you get to what the gist is. And they're like, oh, 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 break that down a little bit more. And it's like, all right, cool, got you. But it's like, yo, I know I have 30 seconds to tell this anecdote. I'm going to get in, get out. Gotcha. So anyway, I was fucking this guy in the ass, right? And <laughs> Like, wait a minute. Like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm, you have my attention now. And right, that's right, pretty yeah, much yeah. it. <laughs> that's okay, it, gotcha. Dude. I, and I think with, and it's weird because we, when we're talking about people who have these tribes and people, and people talk about this and I've talked about this plenty of times with my friends and everything, other friends, you are my friend, is it pe- that people on that super single stuff, it really works if you have a tribe that is also super single because again, we're, we're humans and we like to have a sense of community. And and I see guys like especially in the manosphere try to put us an audience girl, you're gonna be unhappy being single and all these cats. Like, no, 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 no. You're missing a whole thing. A lot of the times, if if there's two types of chicks that I've observed, this may be wrong, maybe right, but I've observed this. And so there's the girl who's happy being single, super single, has no need for a for a guy, for just a guy. She can have Especially if she's cute. She can catch dick whenever the fuck she wants. She can mm-hmm. go out, hang out with a girl. She doesn't have to be... She, the only responsibility she has is probably to a pet or a plant, whatever. And as long as that tribe stays like that to where she knows if she wants to go out, hang out, and they're always in access with each other and always doing shit together, you're, you're, when they say, you're, I'm single and you're going to have to be amazing to change that, that's the fuck they mean. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, okay, that's she's in that lane to where she has all these guys who want to be with her. She can have her pick of any one, and she knows that at any point, if she wants to commit to him, she could. That's that's one. And then you have a lot of women that I've just observed once they get around the 28 to plus range that they don't really have a like either their girl group is are super booed up or they don't have a close girl group. And so they are really on that. Oh, I'm trying to be, you see a lot of those memes of I'd rather have nice like this, where it shows two people laying on a couch or looking at the fucking moon. I don't fucking know. And, and then a night like this, and it shows chicks at a club drinking and everything else. It's like, and so they start doing this. I'm so ready for relation. I'm done with the games and all this other shit. It's like, oh, okay, cool. It seems that you the the tribe girl is going to be like she sees no direct benefit to being in a relationship and the non-tribe chick sees more of a benefit in being in a relationship yeah i mean you also have like the the pick me ass bitches that are like super bitter about the fact that they that they want a relationship but just can't seem to find one 
because they have no boundaries or dignity or self-respect for themselves. And they think that debasing themselves is makes themselves an attractive prospect for men. Um, I put them into the non-tribe girls. Oh, for sure. Um, and, uh, and I truly pity those women. Um, because you know, if you can't be, if you can't be comfortable in your own dopeness, you ain't ever going to be able to, mentally or emotionally handle a relationship yeah because i think there's going to be especially if you're toxic and you know it and you talk about those toxic traits like bro you're going to push a lot of motherfuckers away and i think what, the only thing i get mad about is those girls that like want to be in a relationship is that they start shaming guys for not taking whatever deal that they're giving like hold on dog like no like if you are super jealous if you're t- if because a lot of times you have to I, like I said, just paying attention. I watch people on social media. There's this one chick who lives in uh, Florida. And then it's just like, she's, I think, around your age. But it's like, everything's like, oh, these guys out here out, ain't picking real women that care about them. They only want motherfuckers. With them. I was like, and I started thinking like, bitch, you are a sugar baby. Like, what are you talking? Like, does it not compute? Like, like, I'm not saying you can't have both, but it's just like, you're literally only with a guy because they're they have money like they're giving you something so you can't complain that guys are dating girls just like you and it's it's weird and i'm not i'm not bashing them as people but it's just like do you not see what you're saying like well here's the thing those those are people that are miserable in their own circumstances Mm -hmm. and so they get they get mad. They get mad press um, when other people um, are just doing stuff that makes them feel comfortable. Like they aren't settling. These are these are individuals who ultimately settle for people that are beneath them in terms of being on the same page emotionally or, mm-hmm. you know, in, in their life. Um, not saying that any one person is better, better than another necessarily. But, um, you know, so they they get mad. They're like, hold up. Uh, wait a minute. Something ain't right. Uh, I'm like, I feel like I have to settle, um, in order to be in a relationship and they get mad that that's a, that that appears to be a, a unilateral, um, or one directional, uh, sort of relationship. Um, but I think settle, there's a difference between, I think, settling and being content, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like people say that like, Oh, I don't want to settle. Like, bro, like, at some point, you're never like to believe that you deserve to get that that you're only going to accept every 100% of everything you want when we don't do that in real life is weird to me. Yeah, I, settling has a negative connotation yes, to it. It does. Uh, so, right. So, for example, the partner that I'm with now, mm-hmm. um, is there potentially someone who is better? um aligned for me someone that might be more attractive or more financially wet off or that i get uh, or get along better with marginally than Mm -hmm. uh than them sure statistically that that's absolutely uh probable and possible but am i really going to like realistically find that find that person and if i do is it actually going to be like noticeably better than what i have no probably not so I'm choosing this person, um, right? Um, mm-hmm. Some people might refer to that as as settling, but they're they're wrong. Um, I'm not settling for this person. This person is everything that I've ever wanted in my life, um, and I'm I'm incredibly I feel 
very fortunate and blessed to, to have them. Um, but I'm content in that situation. Um, but it's not, has nothing to do with settling. I think, and it's, it's, could you, if you listen to a lot of women, what they say they want in a relationship and you listen to what a lot of guys are, want, we guys for the most part, it's okay. Guys, especially if you played sports, you understand the importance of development. Because and I was telling my friend Millie this in our uh, podcast, because when you play sports, you, you start and at, at especially growing up, you get better and better gradually. You're committing to get better and better gradually. Like you're you're committing to to that. Like every day is not going to be leaps and bounds. Like you're not going to go from running a five one forty to running a four three three. Like this is not gonna happen especially as a kid you get faster you get faster you work on things you fine-tune things we understand development and so with us if we see potential especially because think about like when you talk about the nfl draft the nba draft drafts are huge because you're going hey this person has potential they have the tools that i like they have the personality that i like to grow with them and so when they reach their peak at whatever it is i want to be there and we'll both benefit from that and for us, like, so that's why you see, like, guys will date, will date a girl that works at fucking McDonald's or makes less than us uh, considerably, not because we want to have some financial um, power over her, because, like, yo, her personality type fits mine, and there's a lot of potential for us to be really good together. We, most guys, and again, this may be, and don't, don't go, oh, I'm only dating a chick if she has her own house, own car, and make six figures, like all that. We don't say that shit. Like, also, in, in my experience, it's typically the opposite. Uh, a lot of men are intimidated when a woman has their own things financially because they're like, well, shit, she's not going to need me or be dependent upon me. Well, um, I think that's, I think those guys are fucked up. But I think what it is, though, is like when not, we like to be needed in a sense of if I think too many it's very hard to really get with someone when they when they let you know, hey, you have like I'm you have no you have no other value in my life to just what I give you, which is obviously objectively true. But it's like and we get to go back to the thing we talk about need like I know you don't need me, but it's like when people what when you say, hey, I don't need you. A lot of times what people hear is you you are replaceable and you have no value and so it's like why would i commit to somebody that i feel like is kind of like hey whenever the next best deal comes around i'm picking them and with you it's like you're going to like yes could there be somebody that is quote unquote 100 of what i like sure is that probable or likely that i'm going to be able to get to them or do i want to take the put in the time and effort to try to find that person Right. And so it's just like, yes, I we don't need each other, but you still hold a value in my life in that I'm not trying to I'm I'm not giving you any inkling that I can replace you at any given point in time. That hurts people. And I and that, that used to be me because of being very objective. I used to say that to uh Riley's mom. I was like, if we broke up, like nothing really would change. Like, I, you're cool. We get along well. But like, this is right after we just had a kid. She's going through postpartum. I'm going through my legal shit. And that kind of messed up our relationship for a while because it just felt like it. Uh, and I actually but like to her, it felt like I was just waiting for the next girl to just come around. 
And I didn't explain to, and I had to learn through going to therapy and stuff like, yo, you are important to me. I can't, I, you are important to me in a way that I should have known earlier and at least express it earlier. And so when you were dating women that make a lot of money, we know that shit, she doesn't need us for money. I don't know, dude. That that was long winded. I'm sorry. No, no, don't for, don't apologize. One, it's your damn podcast. So you never have to apologize. You're the host. You can talk about whatever the hell you want. That's number one. Number two, number two. No, your your point was was cogent. Um, I'm I'm thinking of what you're putting down. Um, and again, I can't remember if we had this conversation over phone call or on a previous podcast. I think it was phone call. Um, we have just so many dope conversations. Um, but. Uh, yeah, about the whole like like needing someone thing. Um, don't need to rehash that that ground. Right. No, but it, it you, it's a it's I think it's a, uh, and we people see that their replacements are like that. Also adds in another level of anxiety with relationships is like you you know people's Instagram likes like you. I mean now they don't show them, bro. I had some girl got on my ass because of who I would li- of whose pictures I would like on Instagram. She's like, I can see you're liking these sluts. Like, I don't know them. Like, stop it. Like, also, quit slut shaming. Like, that's not cool. But God, like that 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 insecurity is so unattractive. Um, it's like like way, way to just announce for free to everybody that you don't believe that you have any intrinsic value as a person or that you're so insecure about your either your value as a person or your place in someone else's life. Um that that that's a race to the bottom. Like if, if there's if there's any chicks out there that get like mad jealous over that, like you need to go to therapy and work on what it is about you that makes you feel like someone else isn't isn't allowed to like other things or like that. Like that's the thing too. Um, I am a very strictly monogamous person, uh, but I understand that my partner is going to have you know base physical attraction to other people. But I have confidence in the commitment that we're making to each other, right? Yeah. That they're not going to stray from the relationship the same way that I'm going to find other people attractive. But I'm never going to stray from my relationship or my commitment to them. So, um, you know, some people don't have that confidence in their relationship um, or they haven't healed from from previous uh, people just doing them dirty. Um, and that's sad. Uh, it, but it, go, it go, to, go to therapy and fucking work on it. That's not other people's problem. I, speaking of that, like, I found out, and I posted about this, I found that one of my co-workers, um, he found, I had to let him know that his girl was an escort. Mm -hmm. And here's how it went down. So I know the girl a little bit. Like, we all used to party together, part of the crew and whatever. And, like, he lives in Columbus. And so he told me, he's like, I'm talking to this girl. Everything's been cool. And then, like, a couple weeks ago, he was like, yeah. I was like, hey, you hanging out with such and such this week? He's like, no, nah, she's going to Vegas with a friend. I'm like, like. But you a, say a, he's just a friend. Yeah, like, a friend or, like, a group of friends. She's like, no, nah, like, a, a, a friend. She said a friend. I was like, all right. And he's like, and so I let it go. And then I kind of, and I, and like, after like a week passed, like, hey, you ever kick it with old girls? Like, yeah, we're cool. I was like, so did she post anything from the, uh, from this, uh, Vegas trip? Not, yeah, either Vegas wanted to, I forget. And he was like, oh, no, she really didn't. I was like, I really didn't hear from her that weekend. I was like, 
do y'all usually like you know communicate on a regular basis? He's Sus. like, yeah. He's like, yeah, but you know, I mean, she could have went with her because it's not. I was like, bro. I was like, all right. No. I was no. like, my nigga. Um, and he's white. I was like, my nigga. So let's just. So does she? I was like, okay, cool. Does she usually post when she goes places? She may just not be a big poster. I was. Like, he's like, no. Nah. She went and visited her family in Boston, and she posted um a lot of the pics and stuff with her family and everything i was like all right cool ooh <laughs> like this is not <laughs> right. helping i was like okay when she goes out with her friends does she post it's like no nah, every time they do something she's pretty much you know on it sharing stories and stuff like that i was like oh okay i was, I was like all right bet i was like so you know she's cheating on you right like not even just that but like i don't think they made it official yet like but he's She's trying to get it in. She's a cute girl. And so I was like, all right, um, let me just ask around and see what's going on. I was like, because, and I had to tell my little cousin this was a girl. I was like, because she's in Tampa. I was like, oh, you finally got your vacation. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, how do you know it's a vacation? I was like, one, no one goes to Tampa unless they're like solo, unless they're from Tampa. Right. Like that's that's just not a fucking thing you do. Not Tampa. They may go to Clearwater or St. Pete Beach. No, you're in Tampa. That that is, that is strictly old people or couples or or or, or, or DOC. Yeah. Um, old people couples are the the Department of Corrections. Right. Like let's let, let's be real. We we all know what Pinellas County really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, so she went. I was like, and so you haven't taken a picture. Like you didn't go with your girls because when you went to Miami with your girls, I'm telling my cousin this. You took pictures and stories, all of that shit with your girl. I was like, when you do shit with us, the family, you take pictures of us, the family. And so she, and I, she's like, oh wow, you got this down to a T. I was like, so there's either two things: either this is a guy that you want to hide from everyone else, a guy you're not sure about, or you're a sugar da- or a sugar daddy. And I was like, since I know you, I'm going to, I'm just going to say not a sugar daddy. And that, and like having this conversation with my cousin, but then like I had to tell the dude, I was like, bro, shit, when they go out, and this is definitely Columbus, I was like, when they go out, whether it's Ruth Chris, whether it's Mitchell State Club, whether it's Cameron Mitch, whatever, they're right. always taking pictures of the dress, the food, the restaurant, mm-hmm. the girls, maybe even the wait staff, they get tipsy enough. If yeah. they go out with a dude that they're dating, they take pictures with the weights that like the restaurant with the dude. So, you know, right. they have, she's letting everybody know she has a dude. I was like, when it's just her and the, uh, someone that's paying for that shit that she don't want people to know that's paying for it. That zoom in on that camera on that food is immaculate. It, you it can is still, tight. It yeah. is tight. That, those are the worst pictures. Like, golly, were you inside the steak? <laughs> like I don't think you needed to be inside the lobster bisque, my nigga. Like, why are you taking a picture so close? So I was like, I was like, bro. And so I know, and so I knew my boy who dabbles in that high class type shit. And so I was like, and I was like, yo. And I gave her, gave him the name. He's like, oh yeah, she's a, she's just a whore. I was like, word. I was like, and I sent him a picture of her. And he's like, yeah, she was on a podcast because he's into that. He's a mini sugar daddy. Like, he's not on sites, but he be tricking on these hoes. Love him to death, and he understands it is what it is because, like, I'm not messing with no chick over 25. 21 to 25, and that's it. I was like, hey, do what you do. But I was like, he's like, yeah, she's a whore. Like, she was on a a, a podcast um, with some chick that he's cool with 
talking about if if a guy doesn't make more than fucking four hundred thousand, he can't even talk to her. And this is like recently. I was like, God damn! But yeah, like oh, that's first. So she's just dating the same thirty dudes. Like is, is that? Yeah, because it's not is, that, is that much money on? just running around Columbus, or someone flew her the fuck out, or you know, straight up just illegal shit. Like he's yeah. he he's he's moving weight, but like I, I'm in I'm in high tech. I'm a senior level engineer. I'm making good. I'm making that Silicon Valley money, right? Yeah, I ain't coming close to being afford that bitch and. Shit, I just bought a second house. I got right. two houses. But like, damn. I had to I had to break it to him. I, I he works uh he worked for me yesterday. I, I told him I showed him the evidence because that's the situation you gotta come with receipts. I was like, sure. bro, like I'm letting you know you can hey, if you choose to still pursue her, I'm not mad at you. I'm not gonna diss, but I just want you to know who you're fuck because you, you kinda asked. Right, right, right. You know, just just go into it fully aware of what yeah. it is. Bro, like that is, like, damn, I feel bad for homie because he really liked her, and it's just like, and I and I've noticed a lot of that, and so much too, like, bro, and my dude's like, bro, a lot of these real estate chicks, and you never see them doing real estate type shit, they're whoring, like they're they're whoring, because that it's I don't know why that industry is just easier for people to just do dirt at I don't know maybe because you report it differently you don't have to show a fucking house you can just be like hey i bought this land but and i'm not saying i feel hey by all means if that's a hustle you can work out work it out but it's just like man i had a duty to tell my nigga sure that, that that's your responsibility as a friend it's like geez bro. Just, and, and again not not to shame him but just be like just so that you know it here's what it is she um, is for the streets my nigga Not the, she's, yeah. she's not even for the streets. She's for the financial district. Yeah. She's 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 for a wall. She's for the Wall, wall Street. Is, she's for the wall. Is, <laughs> she's for the uh, the Central Pays. Oh my God! Dude, Seriously. Also, I mean, you want to talk about confidence? How confident you got to be in your pussy to say I only pull in dudes that are like I like. What is her care routine? She, I just. I've seen I just, pictures. She's can cute. I get like a cotton swab so I could like put under my like what's her pH balance like like I just I got questions now. <laughs> it it dude it was it was a man. Like I said, it was just a weird. She's like, got that space pussy. That's some right. bullshit. I was like, bro, I feel bad for him because you never want to see your homeboys go through it. I want to see some dudes go through it. Okay, not my homeboys though. Sure. You know, they're my homeboys, but I, I don't know. But so I've, I've just been, I just pay attention. And it's just like, bro, if you're going to pursue this type of chick, you need to know what the fuck you're dealing with before you end up in a situation where you look fucking dumb because you just like, you're just trying to make it look like, like all these girls is perfect. It's like, bro, some are not. And I, and I don't think it's a knock on them. Like, if I was a girl and pretty enough, I'd be the biggest whore. Oh, my God. You couldn't trust me around your man at the fuck off. What do I'm, you mean would be? Oh, yeah. I've stopped. I've made, I've made the, the... Get some water. I've made the commitment that the next woman that I allow to have myself... Like, I need to feel like I can be with her long term. I'm not just throwing this dick to anybody now. Like, nah, dude. I'm, nah. It's not fun. It's not fun. If and I and I posted this like 
my one of my line of demarcations would be what I would like to have her on my podcast. Meaning, could we sit and talk for two hours or more and it be engaging, like fun, and it not feel like two hours? Sure, sure. And it's like if I don't feel that, then I know I don't want to fucking hang out with her. Right. For for me, I definitely need to have the conversation aspect mm-hmm. for for sure un- unquestionably uh for me also i have to feel like um is this someone that i would feel comfortable being public about the relationship right does That's... that does that reveal any secure insecurities about me mm-hmm. um is is also kind of like part of it but yeah but also because i'm a little petty i don't want one of my exes to social media stalk me and feel like oh she downgraded you know what I mean? Like, I, I, whoever I'm dating has to be better than the one that came before him, um, or before came before her. Um, yeah, because I'd be like that. Mine is, and I feel like the women that I've dated, like the yeah, the women that I've dated and chose to like really spend a lot of time with were never the most beautiful of what I had around me at that time as far as like physically, but they made me feel a certain type of way. Like all my BNs, except for one, my first one, like I really thought that, okay, I'm going to be with this person forever before we even had the kid. It was never like, oh, we have a kid. Now let's work it out. It feel like my oldest son, Quentin, his mom, I got with her in 2011, like right after my suicide attempt, like I am raw. Like she was nice to me. She was genuine. I wanted to be like she was from the same town, and that shit felt so great because there's things that you don't have to explain. They kind of just right. kind of know, especially because we we're a year apart. So she, we knew a lot of the same people. We're from the same culture. That shit made me feel so much good, better. And it's like, okay, we're having a kid. And it's like, oh, we're having a boy. But then just the relationship fell apart. The next one, we were married. Like, and my, like we were married. We were married. Then she got pregnant. Sure, we got we met and got married within six weeks. But we did it the right motherfucking six way. Weeks? Six weeks? No, you don't get to say. You don't get to say we did it the right way. And then saying, oh, yeah, by the way, we were, we were married in six weeks. That is hey. that is not the right way. Under hey, in the in the Lord's eyes, we were married first and then the kid was born. He is the first kid of mine that isn't a bastard. And possibly the last. I don't know. But then like so. I, but again, I wanted to be with her like, okay, Yo, we're married. Hold up. Side note, just because mm. what you just said had me feeling some type of way. Please tell me you snipped. Please tell me that you have this. I haven't gotten it yet. I have to wait till I get better health care. It's too late fucking now. I got four. Like okay. But but, but yeah. No, 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 no. You've you've done your you have propagated your DNA (laughs) thoroughly through these streets. You good. We cutting you off. No more. Okay, fine. you're the third person. You're you, Dolly says that my mom, my sister say that. Jesus. All right, I got you. No more. Done. But anyway, um, I was with Riley's mom, and I thought that was gonna be forever. So it's just like none. Of, I don't have any randoms out there. Like all of the women I've had kids with, like they, like they've met my mom. Like, and other than like I said, as that was just one where we were just fucking. We were just fucking, and then a baby came. 
but the rest of them i was i was in relationship with them before the baby came sure and so it's like to me it's like you know, I, I i and like they always try to paint me it's like are oh, you just out here just horn like i'm not like I, I mean i am but i'm not to where it's leaving physical evidence like nah dude and it's not like i wanted to there's a lot there's a lot a lot of bodies that i would love to fucking give back shit don't we all we all oh my god like i didn't gain anything from that shit it was who amongst us doesn't have at least a couple dicks that they would like to unsuck i have i have (laughs) no dicks i want to unsuck because i haven't sucked any dicks so not everybody feels that way kate but i get what you're saying yes right it's dude it's it sucks and i I, and i i think we may have talked about this as uh like I've, I've created so much turmoil like even i'd have rather had four kids with one woman than four with four and like it yeah that shit like it, it it's like yo this is this that's that i would feel remiss i would be remiss and i'd feel com- severely egotistical to to ask a woman to deal with four different personalities at any given point in time like that that seems unfun like i know if i dated a chick that had four babies like now that i'm in this position i can't turn down a chick that has four baby dads just because she has four baby dads like there has to be something else like her right. feet stink or she can't cook pancakes like something tangible um you could always learn how to cook pancakes by the way cooking is a skill that everyone can do my ex-wife makes the clumpiest rice on the planet that that is that is teachable that is teachable true but either something i don't know she secretly voted for trump ain't tell nobody like she what's the word i don't know some something that's legit you can break up with somebody for but it yeah dude i I thought about that as like bro if i'd have just had just even if I knocked up the one that I hate the most, that'd be a lot easier to deal with than having two that I'm cool with and two that if they got hit by a train, I I might do a dance, may not. Gotcha. And that shit rotates every week. Nah, dude. It, I, but I'll say, like, to get back to what we were talking about, like, with, and I think too many memes have ran, um, too many people live their relationships in memes. Like, and it's a lot of it is just the, uh, like, it's it's a lot of the, the, the all or nothing type shit. Like, even when we're talking about with the conservative stuff, it's like, if this person isn't obsessed with me, then I don't want to be with them. Like, bitch, you know what the fuck obsession means? Like, that's not smart. Like, you should not date a guy who is obsessed with you. That's how you end up in a trunk, then missing in Wyoming. Right. Like, I don't, I, I, like, people have these all, and I think because so many people haven't seen a, a healthy relationship, except in, like, art. Like, bro, you're going to argue. You're going to yell at each other. Hopefully you don't say anything fucking mean, but, like, you're going to have those ups and down days. But that, that requires a level of self-awareness that people don't have. A lot of it, like, a lot of people's relationship problems can be addressed by working on themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Truly, right? Um, and, and that includes identifying, you know, why do we continually choose people that are not right for us? That was something I had to learn. Um, I spent I spent six years, uh, six to 
sorry, eight years <laughs> after my divorce, um, really repeating a lot of the same mistakes that got me into that, that failed marriage and in that failed relationship. Um, and it took me just running into that wall over and over and over again um, before I realized like, hey, there, there, A, there's a wall there. B, mm -hmm. how do I take it down? Um, what is it about me that, that habitually chooses the wrong partner uh, over and over again? Um, so yeah, that, but that required a lot of self-work, lots of hours in therapy, a lot of reflection and being alone. Um, and it wasn't until my relationship before the one that I'm in now, I was dating this dude. Um, he was, he's a good person. Okay. But the dude is an NPC. Mm. So like, yeah, I've dated those versions where it's, those it's stuff. like, like he had no ambitions, nothing going for him. And, um, we got into a, a fight, um, one night because I said, you know, I really do want marriage, but the next person that I marry, you know, I, there needs to be a prenup and he was pissed. He's like, Oh, like, like, how could, how could you say that? Da, 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 whatever. And this is a dude who didn't really care about making more money. He didn't care about bettering his situation or his finances. Um, so he was really looking for, for a woman to be a breadwinner. Um, uh, and, yeah. And so I was like, look, um, you know, he, he constantly said that he wanted to be a house husband, but he also mm -hmm. didn't do shit around the house. Like, you like, gotta he like, just want to be lazy dick. Right. Um, and not even good dick. Like, if you're going to be lazy dick, at least, you know, lay some pipe. At least right. get on your Super Mario Brothers hey, you type gotta, shit. Hey, like, I, I've been a fuckboy. I've been a, the, I've been from 08 to 2010. No, 07 to 2010. I was a lazy fuckboy that could just crack cheeks. And then from 2013, no, nah, 2012 to 2000, till Riley was born, I was a working fuckboy that got crack cheeks. But just, I, there was no self-development or nothing. So I get it. We saw but 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 this this was a dude who was in his mid to late thirties, and oh, wow. I, I can say unless he has a come to Jesus moment, he's still going to be in his you know it's going to be a decade from now, and he's just going to be in this hell of his own personal choosing because mm -hmm. he refuses to to you know to work on himself in any meaningful capacity. Um, he's going to date the same kind of women. It's going to end the same type of way, and he's going to be that person on social media complaining about how oh bitches don't want you know nothing but you know some some chad bro or whatever and sell bullshit yeah what did where did chad come from chad and tyrone it's like hey man there's a bunch like 4chan yeah 4chan is where it originated from Chad and tyrone like y'all got the whitest name and the perceived blackest name you can think of and you still come out with like a fucking asshole so I have uh, a friend that I used to kick it with way, way back, early 2000s in, in Florida and Palm Beach. Uh, his name is Tyrone Jackson, and he is the uh, whitest white boy. However, he, he has, has he however, uh, he has got like the most bass in his voice. So he would constantly get these interviews, right, where, you know, you could tell that the company was just, you know, doing some some bullshit. Mm -hmm. uh, right. And he would show up to the interview and everyone would be shut, just absolutely shut. So it's 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 funny when they choose those stereotypical names and then get just the opposite of, of what they expect. Yeah, I should check the, up on him. I wonder how he's doing. Good dude. Probably being black and staying alive. 
Um, <laughs> there's a uh, funny point when me and my wife were going. Her name is Shantina, and when we were going to get the checkup for the baby and everything, um, we went to the to the doctor, and there's a black lady sitting right next to us. And the nurse comes out, says Shantina, looks at the black lady. And I was, and I caught. I was like, "She's gonna see this black lady. Say she's gonna say Shantina, and she's gonna look straight at her." She's like, "No, no." I was like, "You do not like. You grew up poor. Like you come from back country folk. Like that's that's you. Like she went by Tina for sure." I was like, "She's gonna look at the black lady," and like the black lady's name was Mary. I was like, uh-huh. "It was like Shantina looked at her." I was like, "Nope, this one cheesing. Like, oh, should have bet money. I should have fucking bet money." But I think a lot of it too is like. People, once you've been around remarkable human beings, like, and you spent time with them, you want to be around that for a long time. Right. Like, being around someone who isn't remarkable, when you're, you, when you're, go, when you're constantly around remarkable people, will just fucking drain you. Well, also, like, if, if you're someone, like, like, one of the reasons why I love our friendship and why mm-hmm. I continue to fuck with you is because we both are on the wavelength of trying to be better people constantly. Mm-hmm. We're but bo- we're both on the how can I improve myself? How can I do better? Like, like what are my ambitions? Right. Um, and a lot of my long term friends are also on that same wavelength. So when you when you get someone in your life and relationships are a core part of our day to day lives, this is the mm-hmm. person you interact with constantly. Right. Yeah. If they're not on that same wavelength as you, like it forms resentment. One, yeah. it forms resentment on their part that like, why are you always trying to do better than me? Why are you always trying to, you know, reinforce this divide? But then also on your side, it's like, look, I'm trying to do better. Why are you keep holding me back? Why are you an anchor now in my life? Um, just tied around my fucking foot, uh, like a cinder block. And I got thrown in the Hudson because yeah. I'm on some Italian shit. Uh, that but... was oddly specific. Hey? <laughs> you did spend a lot of time in Brooklyn and then you just went to the West Coast. For a decade plus. This is, Hold on I, a second. I, 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 I joke. I joke with uh, with my boyfriend now. I'm like, this is the best deal for me because I get to relocate. As an Italian woman, I get to relocate to rural Michigan, change my last name, but I still get to call home. This is the Federal Witness Protection Program with benefits. Like, this is just yeah. this is just amazing how I looked out. Um, I, I, but Yeah, that it, I think it's so much of like i said our day-to-day lives and and, in our friendships and how we curate things i think changes a lot more than we we realize because Mm -hmm. you do have people curating everything like and for me bro i i say irreverent shit i say wild shit i don't try to paint this who i am offline is pretty much the same who i am online Right, and so many people have never had it had to develop someone offline, and so they live their life trying to get those online likes, mm-hmm. like, and it's with dudes, it's with chicks, it's just like, bro, like that's not, and then they get mad when people judging by that shit, like, no, like stop saying like, oh no, it's just Facebook, it's just jokes. When you give no one else a glimpse in anything else, you right. have to kind of in the world where it's too easy to be fucking authentic. To not be is weird. And to get mad when people can call you fake and unauthentic, bro, you did this to yourself. No one asked you to curate this life. Like, if you don't want people to know what you're doing, shut the fuck up. Don't paint this life of, oh, everything's perfect. I'm going on all these trips. I'm doing all this super dope shit when when you're literally just sitting at home being lonely. Like, shut the fuck up. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I think, I think cultivating authenticity is immensely difficult uh, in this day and age when we're, when we're pressed to have the most uh, curated portion of our lives be the only life that we let people see. It is very hard to develop sincere, you know, connections with individuals when you're just trying to pose that everything is rosy and sunny. Um, it's why we have to have all these different like Facebook tag groups or social groups mm -hmm. for people who are struggling with anxiety or depression or other just kind of like emotional issues in their lives because we can't relate to our, you know, our wider audiences like that, like, you know, um, my, my, my Twitter, I try to cultivate for exclusively tech and gaming stuff. I'm never going to be on some real shit on that medium. Same way. I'm never going to be necessarily on some fully real shit on, on Facebook. Yeah. You're also a media personality. And that's what I want to get to with, with content creation. We're talking about people who are curating these, these narratives about their lives and everything. It's like everyone that I've always fucked with, you know, you've seen their flaws in some sense and they've and like and not and this is just even in the, the the analog world it's like yo people you the music that i've always chosen to listen to have been by people who are telling you real stories the 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 documentaries i was like i i engage myself in real things so when something's curated it it feels it feels foreign to me like I don't really fuck with a lot of sitcoms because I know I know the formula. The one sitcom that I fuck with heavy is Golden Girls and then Modern Family. But the way Modern Family is presented, it's like you're having a a you're taking a glimpse into the life of this real family. There's no laugh track. Right. Like, oh, okay, like they're really like, oh wow, I've had a situation like this as a kid growing up to where you're hiding homework so your parents don't see that shit. Right, like, or you where you mess up something, or you have these real moments, like yo, okay, bet. But I, I, I think to me, where with content creation, and I'll say this: I'm gonna give myself this. I have over a hundred episodes of a podcast, and with that podcast, I've had really great conversations with everyone. Um, with one of my, like with two of my cousins, my cousin Ray had an emotional moment um, talking to his brother, my other cousin, like that was dope. I've had intergenerational ones with my uncle being a boomer, my cousin being uh, on the cusp of Gen X millennial, but he's 40 and me. And I see people like had try to like, oh, I'm going to buy all this equipment. I'm going to do all these things before they even launch the podcast. Like, bro, you don't know what you're like on the mic yet. You don't know how you are in a conversation yet. Sure. Like, you don't... And it's not like you can't learn it, but it's like, this is something you work on and get the reps in. And I'm proud of myself because, like, for me, like I said, it's chaos therapy. It really is. Like, there's so many times I've talked my own self off the ledge because I'm sussing stuff out real time. Sure. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm having these conversations with people that I admire and, and root for and love dearly. And I'm, and I'm always going to have a piece of them as part of my personality. Um, 
And so for me, that's what podcasts are like. I don't give a fuck if I get three listens or 303. Like, right. if I get three, if this, if any of my episodes get 300, I'm like, who snitched? Like, <laughs> someone's listening for something, and I didn't, and I hope I didn't give up any fucking names. Oh, you, you mad name drop, like, in this episode alone. Uh, but no, no, no. I said one name, but no one knows how to spell his name, so we're good. What about your friend Ashley? Go, oh, friends. She's dope. Just- she, no, she knows. No, I know, but my oh. point is, if you're oh, yeah. saying like if someone's going through it, you know, I'm not naming names. But like, no, you. Li- oh no, Ashley's you, not you, going through it. You, you no, literally, no. you literally out here naming names. I'm not. I've, dude, and I don't. It's, it's weird, bro. Like as a guy, or just anyone like watching people like do the overcorrection of being 100% authentic is like, oh, and that's just like, oh, you're, you're tragedy. Not like, like your life right now is a tragedy. It's like the, the, the girl on my, on a, the girls on my Instagram, just like, they're so mad that they've gotten to this point in life and that they haven't developed any real friendships or relationships. It's like, holy shit. And I want to be like, Hey man, you, you can change this. Right, but I think when you've put when you've lived a life to where you've always had to put up a wall, I can empathize and understand what it's like to have to break that down. I've been, I come from the, we come from the era to where you write notes, and like after a while, like like some girl took an A, oh how we read your note, you said all this stuff, like then it's like, and I could have went the opposite direction and be like, well, I'm just never going to tell any girl I like her. I'm gonna just be this this hardcore, just like I'm not saying shit. And but no, I like expressing. I have feelings. I like expressing them. I'm really good at expressing them. But it's like for me, it's like okay, cool. I'm just gonna let everybody know I like this shit. And in that way, you can't diss me for saying something that you may conceive perceive as uh, as like super secretive. Right. Well, well, that's the thing. Being being hyper public, right? Like living mm-hmm. your life online is another kind of wall. It's a it's a distraction. It's kind of like when fighter jets are are doing like a dog fight, like someone might mm-hmm. shoot a missile and then the one fighter jet might shoot out a flare. People mm-hmm. who are hyper public, they're shooting out a flare for the missile to shoot down. Yeah. So, you know, and and I did that for a long time. Like after after my stint on MTV, whoo, I, I was basically live blogging every second of my life, the downfall of my marriage, everything was put out there for people to see. But it was a way for me to really hide some other parts of myself yeah. um, and, I, and i catch myself doing that now too with with complete random fucking strangers right like you know me meeting like my boyfriend's friends i just might catch myself being you know being on being a performer you know without i i say it and it gives the veneer of like oh like you know she's opening up to me it's like nah i just like you don't even know like i just hit a whole lot of myself by being super public with you about this one thing it is one of those things that, like, yeah, like, you use as not a, a crutch or anything, but just, like, like if you, you can't make fun of me for the truth that I'm already telling. Right. Like, I'm going to... But it also, for me, it holds me accountable. Because, in, in, in this weird way, because I'm so public, like, if I do something... Whether I do something good or bad, like, if I take a loss or take a W, I'm going to put it out there, like, yo... And so if, if the, and also I can use it as a learning moment. Hey, I did this. I caught this L. And then usually one of my friends or family members will reach out like, hey, what happened with this situation? Well, how can, how would you move differently now? 
And so at the end of it, I'm happy that I put it out there because it could stop someone else from going through it or it could it could help me learn from that situation. Right. Like in a lot of it's real time. Like when I posted this picture of um, the chick with mad tattoos and like basically her vagina out. And I was like, look, someone's going to wife this girl. But then I'm looking at I'm like, bro, I have four baby moms. Like, I'm going to end up having, because I don't want to be in judge. Like, she can't judge me. Like, I can't judge her for having her vagina out because I was wayward as fuck with my penis. And there's documented evidence. And that person's probably going to, Lord willing, grow up to create other people from that bloodline. So it's like, it would be weird to, because I care about the women in my life, what they think about the women that I'm dating. That's why... I'm super glad of the women that I have in my life so they can be like, hey, you're being a fuckboy right now, or right. I don't think this girl's good for you. Side note, Wayward Penis would be the best Call of Duty gamer tag. <laughs> I've, I've had, I've been, yeah, it's, what, what, it's been Wayward. Way, wayward Penis is on a rampage. Because I say Wayward <laughs> John, so it's like, I can't be like, you know, I gotta keep it, I gotta keep it, I gotta keep it at least 50-50. Dude, it is. Which is like, oh my god! Like, and so that's why I felt like I've always gotten along better with strippers and shit like that. In a sense of, I because I'm friends with a few of them. Like, I don't go see them and stuff because I'd be totally change the dynamic of our relationship. Because then I just become a customer. But like, I probably met them as a customer, and I probably invited them out to come hang out with me when I in my clubbing days and took care and just wanted to cultivate that friendship. Sure. And go from there. Like me and uh, Ashley, who I did the podcast with, the reason why we got cool was I followed her on Tumblr. And the, in the wild days of Tumblr. So it's like, there's no like, there's no um, there's no, like, wh- what is a, like, there's no pretentiousness. Like, I'm, I've seen every inch of you, you've seen every inch of me, and we've had this friendship for almost 10 years. So it's like, we can have these conversations and be open and raw with it with with each other because there's nothing really to hide, right? And you, that- you you you've developed that intimacy, that vulnerability with that person. You don't have to shy away from those deep, meaningful kind of moments. Exactly, and I think not enough people have that opportunity. Yeah, but again, that goes that goes into um not having any good examples right if if you grew up in a very chaotic familial sort of situation if you didn't have community if you never observed the adults in your life when you were a kid developing those relationships so that you don't know how to mirror that you never know mm-hmm. what that's like um you may not experience that until you go away to to college and you're in your 20s shit i know people that are in their 30s that are just now learning these vital life skills that we should have all learned when we were adolescents um it everyone everyone learns this shit at their own pace and some never do like you know there there are some people that i'm convinced are going to die uh without certain life skills but um washing clothes right but making non-clumpy rice it turns out Uh, the clumpiest like she'd make rice and like kielbasa and i'm i don't know which is chewier like this no, is problem. just overcooking it. No. Clumpy as shit. Like if she was making rice balls, perfect, but it's still fat, clumpy rice. Has entered the lobby. Dude. I I, I think a lot of like I just learned 
in 2020 to wash my shirts on cold and then not put them on tumble dry hot. Everyone learns little life tricks in their own speed, man. Like my homage shirts, I now wash them cold and then I let them air dry out on the front porch. Because I need them shits to last. I was fucking ruining shirts. I don't, I don't know. But, Kate, oh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Thank you for doing this with me. This is episode officially 101. And I know on my next... I don't know if you want to be a part of it or not, but I definitely want to have you just because the story is hilarious. And I think you can kind of not see some parallels, but you can see from the other side. And it's going to be about the time I went to a gay bar in Florida and what happened after that. Like, I, that, I, I'm not going to do another full episode until I get a chance to do that one with my cousin because him and his husband were part of that because I was sitting there texting them the entire time of, of what I was doing in there. All right. Well, I'm 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 in the middle of packing and moving for the next uh, couple of weeks here. But yeah, let me let me know. I'll do my best to be a part of that. All right. Thank you. Again, thank you, everybody, for everybody. Thank you, everybody, <laughs> for listening to Chaos Therapy. Kate, love you. Take care of yourself. Yep. Bye. Peace.